Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of my podcast. I was really debating whether or not I was going to make this podcast episode. I have a few ideas in my drafts because the way that I organize my podcast on Notion, I don't know if any of you use the Notion app. I'm not like working with them in any way. It's just what I use on a regular basis for like organizing my life. That and Google Calendar, I love both of those things to like keep myself organized, especially as someone who potentially has ADHD, and I only say that because I got evaluated for ADHD, and when my results came back, they were like, bitch, you probably have it, we just can't confirm it, but you like, you most likely have it, and Okay, after that, I just took that, I ran with it, and it's like, I you know, I don't self, I mean, I do self-identify sometimes with ADHD, but whatever. I don't self-label as much is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, I use Notion and Google Calendar to organize my entire life. I'm honestly improving a lot when it comes to being more organized. I think that practicing using these apps because when I first started using Google Calendar it actually came to me because I used to be I mean I'm still a nanny but the girl's parents used to use Google Calendar to organize her life you know they'd put her appointments they would put her events if she had a birthday party a dentist appointment a therapy thing they would put it all in the calendar just so that you when you look at the calendar you know what's coming up Uh, It's all labeled in different colors. And after working there, I really started using Google Calendar. So a lot of you may or may not know that, like, I go to concerts all the fucking time. So that's another great thing that I love to do is just add concerts in there. And a tip I usually like to throw out is that if a concert you want to go to is coming up soon and, like, you were kind of blindsided, you had no idea and you just found out, buy tickets, like, almost like way close to the date of the concert because they're they'll typically be cheaper unless it's a bigger show you know and sometimes this is not going to work uh sometimes venues come out with tickets last minute usually like day of they'll come out with like last minute tickets and you can buy them at face value or people that were reselling them at a high price will usually typically like drop the the price really low because they're like, today's the last day I can sell this. They get really desperate, so they just end up letting the ticket go for, like, dirt cheap. But, you know, after I go on that three-minute tangent, I'm supposed to be talking about how I honestly struggle a lot saying no in a work setting, in a work environment, with a boss. I've had several different jobs, and at every job, it's been really hard for me to set boundaries and stick with them. That is something that I'm still learning, and that's honestly a reason why I didn't want to make this podcast episode was because I do, I I was thinking, like, I'm not qualified enough to talk about the power of saying no. Uh, You know, I I, I have this self-belief that I can't tell you guys that it's important to say no, that it's important to establish boundaries with people, that it's important to choose yourself first, but I am somebody that is learning to say no, and I am in 
applying that in any way that I can and I'm conscious of it every single day so I really want to put this episode out there on how I'm learning how to say no because a lot of times in our life we come to a point where we're we're people pleasing too much where we'll we're I cannot say we're today what the fuck anyway I'm I'm also going to try to stop cussing as much because I, unless you guys don't want me to, you know, we could we could do that too. But anyway, I am somebody that is learning to say no in, you know, that setting. I'm going to talk about it because I think there are like two separate things. Usually in a social sense, and a lot of people that meet me will tell me this like, "Hey, You don't really seem like the type of person who has a hard time saying no. And I agree with that to a certain extent because I believe that in a social setting, I'm really good at saying no. Because let's say that I'm invited to a party or let's say that one of my friends asks me to hang out. And I, okay, first I'm going to talk about in a social setting. For example, My friend asks me to hang out super last minute. This is a completely hypothetical situation, right? This person asked me to hang out super last minute when I had planned to just chill that day, go to the gym, you know, spend the day by myself. So, in in conclusion, I have plans with myself and somebody asks me to hang out. Typically, I'm going to say no just because I already planned out the day I have with myself and I'm at I'm at a point where like I'm really comfortable with myself and I can totally hang out by myself I can go to a concert by myself I can go out to eat alone I can go to the beach alone I can really do anything by myself travel whatever I want to do so I don't necessarily need another person to join me or to go with I can do that all alone So if I don't enjoy that person's presence, if I don't feel respected by them and I don't feel that they respect my boundaries in terms of being on time, in terms of not speaking on certain things that I don't like, and I don't want to sound like a narcissist, but there are certain things that I don't like people to talk about. For example, I don't like drama. I don't like getting involved in gossip celebrity gossip. I don't like talking about those things. I would much rather hang out with a person and know what they're up to, what they're, what makes them excited about life, what they've been learning recently. I'm so much more interested in like that person versus other topics. I'm not going to cut someone off if they bring up a celebrity gossip or whatever, but that's just one of the boundaries I have. Another boundary I have is like please be on time and respect my time because I respect people's time. I understand how valuable time is. So if I'm hanging out with you, like I'm going to respect your time, but I also expect you to respect mine and also be on time because that's something that's really important to me. It's like I'm spending time with you, but I could be meditating. You know, I could be meditating. I could be going to the gym instead. I could be working on my podcast, I could be getting work done, I could be watching my favorite show. I don't know what what the case may be, but I'm so comfortable with myself that a lot of times like I will choose myself over a social situation just because I've learned ever since I was in college 
that I really don't need anyone to have fun and like I just I value my own presence so much. This is something that I've definitely been working on in therapy though on like a completely opposite scale is while in a social setting I'm great at saying no however at in a workplace I'm not the best. So this started when I was kind of I was an office assistant uh, for a small business. It was my first job out of high school, so I was really excited that the CEO really believed in me. Honestly, guys, they were paying me, like, 12 bucks an hour in California, so I was low-key, like, for the amount of work I was doing and all the different types of things that I was doing, it was very, I was very underpaid, but I was, like, 18 years old, And it was my first job, so in my head, I'm like, I'm so grateful that he, the CEO, believed in me so much that, like, he hired me. And at the time, I didn't really see my own worth, and obviously, stepping foot in the workplace, you're a little bit insecure, just because you don't really have as much experience as you think other applicants have, So I was really grateful that I even got that job. And I think that was part of the reason why I didn't want to set boundaries down the line. Down the line in the workplace, I wasn't being treated very well. And I knew I wasn't being treated very well, but I stuck with the job because of money. I saw it as one of my only opportunities to make money at the time. So I stuck with it for a few weeks. In total, I worked there for three months. However, I was extremely unhappy the the second month and the third month that I worked there. And what happened was that I was being micromanaged and the work environment was very toxic. There was kind of like people talking shit behind my back and blah 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 so in a situation like that ideally I would just or like if my manager was doing something that was like pissing me off I could have just clearly sat down with her and been like hey you're doing this or I could have sat down with like our CEO and been like hey this is what she's doing to me like please have a talk with her and at the time like as an employee I felt like I had no say in anything because the manager was kind of the CEO's like wingman, so she was she was his right hand man, woman. Sorry, she was his right hand woman, and I felt that no matter what I said, like he would always favor her. But at the end of the day, no matter what position you are at a workplace, you should still have a say in what goes on and like how you're being treated, you know. And that that just goes back to to HR and communicating properly. And I think that having jobs has been one of my biggest tests as communication because I have definitely struggled with communicating with people my entire life. And it's something that I'm still learning, which is why I'm, I hopped on this podcast today and I'm telling myself like, I may not be the best at doing this, but I have learned a few things and I'm just going to talk about that and just be very transparent with people in the fact that like I'm still learning to not say no, to say, no, sorry, I'm still learning to say no to things, especially in a workplace and setting boundaries. 
And every single job that I've had in the past, I've struggled with with uh, making it clear on how I want to be treated as an employee. Because in a way, it makes you more valuable. And the power of saying no in a workplace comes from your confidence in yourself that you know that you are great at your job and you're doing a really awesome job. If not, you're doing the best that you can be doing. So now we're talking more about boundaries and how to establish how I've really established boundaries in my life. And to be honest with you guys, this is something that's very new to me in a work setting. And by new, I mean like past two weeks is kind of where I've been establishing boundaries. So I know I jumped from like my first job to this job now, but I I made attempts at doing it at my last job. You know, I would talk to my manager and say things like, hey, please don't do that. But then he'd do it again. And then I'd be like, hey, can you please not do that again? And then he'd do it again. So that was just a, a matter of people not respecting boundaries and me not really sticking with them. I think that the power of saying no is like, so many topics that you need to hit it's like it's not just saying no you know it's it's like okay I said it it's saying no to certain behaviors and like making sure that if that behavior is done that you're just gonna walk away like you're gonna clearly communicate that like that cannot happen again or you're gonna walk away Another way that I was people pleasing a lot at a workplace was when I would be asked to work on my day off so for example if we're understaffed and they need someone to open the next morning or to close the next day or last minute and it was supposed to be my day off I'd get a call be like hey can you work this day and I would always like 100% of the time take it because even though it was my day off and even though I really just wanted to rest and be by myself I would take the extra hours because I felt bad that the company didn't have enough staff. And a lot of times, my boyfriend would tell me, that's not your problem, though. And I I really thank him for telling me that at the time because it's honestly very true. If you're working at a job where they're always understaffed, they're always calling you into work, and it's your day off. You don't necessarily need the extra money, but, you know, your your office is calling you, your co-worker's like, hey, can you cover for me? Stuff like that. You, you have the right to say no, and it's really not your fault that they don't have enough staff or they don't have someone to cover for them. Because let's say that that day you had planned to hang out with your, your friend who's, like, visiting from another state. Or let's say that that day you just wanted to go to the beach and enjoy some some of your time off. You are 100% in the right to choose yourself in that situation, but I think time and time again, I have just been not choosing myself. And as of recently, in, in a work environment too, and this is something, you know, that I started doing when I was working out in L.A., is and this is something that I have been doing like 100% I'm not shitting with you guys I'm not like fucking with you guys there I go with the cussing again I, I don't think I'm gonna censor it anymore I, I'm just gonna leave it in it's not like I cuss like a crazy person 
uh, it's not out of control, so I can, I can do it, I think, I can keep doing it, but this, this is something I've been doing recently, is just saying no, you know, I had, I'm a nanny now, so it, I've had a family that can, they always do this, you guys, they, I never have a clear schedule with them, it's never, like, they use me so last minute, I'm kind of like, they're bitch, in a way, I feel like I'm their bitch, like, it sounds funny, but they, they hit me up so last minute, I swear side hoes get better treatment than this, but they always do this, where they'll say, hey, are you available tomorrow, uh, for, like, four hours, and when I was broke and I needed money, I was like, yeah, I'd always say yes, but then I got to a point where I was working 50 plus hours a week, I had a part-time job and I had a full-time job as well, I'm a nanny full-time and I was working overnight, so I wasn't getting proper sleep and this family kept hitting me up like, can you come in this week for like six hours and it's like at this point I don't need the money. But I was like, I have the, the, the day free. You know, I can just go and do this job and make some extra money. But at that point, I did not need the money. I was just taking the work to not lose that connection that I had with that person. And a lot of times we're told, don't burn any bridges. But at the same time, you know, I would say clearly communicate what's going on before you consider burning a bridge for example in that situation what I did was I said hey I'm working 50 plus hours a week I cannot work for you until like the end of this month down the line you know that's what I said in that situation uh to hopefully just not get hit up by this family anymore and I'm very grateful to this family because they have gotten me a lot of jobs. I've used them as a reference before. So that was a relationship that was very important to me. However, I just simply had to choose myself first. And I remember this one incident where the family hit me up, you know, and I had agreed to babysit for them on a certain date. So then I, the date was coming up, so I texted them last minute, and I was like, hey, I cannot work for you on this day, like, I know I agree to it, I'm so sorry, but I'm also so burnt out from my own full-time work, like, and overtime that I'm doing at this point, and I really did not want to text them, I really did not want to cancel this day, because I... I was telling my boyfriend about this. I'm like, I feel so bad. They probably have meetings and they have, you know, shit going on and they don't have anyone to watch their baby. Like, I feel terrible about this. And he's like, this is a perfect situation for you to say no. Because even though I felt terrible about it, I knew that, like, I was so tired and I had no time for, like, my podcast or my creative work or anything that I really wanted to do, and I was solely working so much for money. You know, I'm working 50 plus hours a week, uh, full, full time at a job where I'm, I'm losing a lot of sleep. I'm making good money, but I'm losing a lot of sleep. 
I, I just feel so tired all the time. And it's not a good place to be, you know? And I, I think we're all really attuned to that. When a job is affecting our mental health, it's affecting our physical health. We're not getting ample sleep. We're not, you know, we're doing it because it's good money, but is it good for your mental and physical health? Is something that we ultimately have to ask ourselves. And I think that in a work setting, it's a little bit harder because I don't think I will ever be happy with my work situation unless I'm working for myself. And part of why I like nannying is because I can kind of set my own hours and I can make connections with people. I used to have a small business and I think in, in, in terms of like my small business, I've been thinking about going back to it just because I know that I can do it if I delegate work to other people and I focus on solely the creative aspect of it. But I really just wanted to hop on here and tell you guys about how I've really been learning to say no. And that can come in a lot of different forms. And what I've been learning recently is that when you say no, when you get good at saying no to things, other better things will pop up for you. For example, if I say no to this one job, this one gig, I can do endless other things with that time. And time is the most valuable thing that we have because our time is limited. And I'm really learning to value time as of recently. And I honestly love valuing time over money because with time, I can spend it doing creative things. I can spend it uh, networking, looking at other opportunities, applying to other jobs, working on my resume. There's so like going to the gym. There's so many things that I could be doing with my time versus saying yes to something because of money or because I feel bad that uh, the other person will be inconvenienced because I chose myself. And my rule of thumb now for any job that I take is, of course, I'm open to learning from whoever hired me, but I also am going to have my own boundaries. And I think that when you start off in the workplace, it can be hard to know what your boundaries are. You know, that's not very clear because you don't have much experience. And experience comes, unfortunately, from having bad situations happen. And it doesn't have to be a terrible situation. It could just be a situation where, you know, maybe there was a problem or maybe there was a misunderstanding. And once you get to know those things, because in my opinion, they tend to come up over and over and over again especially if you don't have clear boundaries for them. But there's situations in where a manager speaks to you in a certain way that's not quite respectful. So it's definitely up to you to handle, you know, how you're being spoken to and making sure that you're not being gaslit. I'm not going to call anyone out, but that you're not being gaslit or manipulated into doing certain things. And what's funny is that my new my boundaries that I have now honestly root from people fucking me over in the past. Like, I had this one ex-boyfriend that just gaslit the fuck out of me and, like, manipulated me and stuff. So, 
after him, I kind of, like, recognized the red flags that I should be, of, you know, taking caution of and being mindful of. So, after that relationship with the guys I dated after that, I, I knew what I was going to accept and what I was not going to accept. And if I was not going to accept something, then I would clearly tell the person that I'm with, hey, please respect my boundary and, like, don't do that. And if you do that, I'm fucking leaving you and believing in yourself for that because a lot of times people will, like, they'll set a boundary and then they will not enforce it. And that's not good either. It's kind of like you're half-assing it, you know? And I told you guys a story of when I worked, you know, at my previous job where I would tell my manager, and, like, I'm not calling out the job and, like, a lot of you might not even know this because I've had so many jobs and my life moves very quickly. So no one clock me for this. But I told him, like, because he kept doing this shit where he'd schedule me in at a time where I was, it was so bad, you guys. Like, I, I was just being overworked and they just kind of used me as their bitch and have me come in whenever the fuck they needed someone and just didn't value me as an employee at all. And just made me feel like shit, so this motherfucker, (laughs) I see him stop cussing, he would be like, hey, can you come in tomorrow, like, can you clopen, basically, do you guys know what clopening is, clopening is basically when you are closing that night at your job, and then they have you open the next morning, so you're basically, you're clopening, you know, you, like, close, and then you open back to back, so it's a, it's a back to back shift is what I'm trying to say, so I'd be like, hey, can you just, like, not make me clopin? Like, I'll do it this time, but, like, can you just not make me clopin again? And then, boom, next week happens, next week comes around, and guess who's clopening again? Jessica, because Jessica keeps saying yes, and Jessica won't say no. Okay, now I'm probably, like, harassing you guys with my mic, because I'm getting way too close to that motherfucker to that mic, and just going off. I think my go-to when my standards are not being met is always saying shit like, fuck this job, I'm gonna get a new one, these people aren't treating me well, blah, blah, blah. That is always my go-to. Like, I, when it comes to saying no, when it comes to setting a boundary, I think negotiation is also a part of it all. You know, it just all stacks on top of one another. And that's just how life is. You know, you're just never done learning things. It's like, okay, now you're you're starting to say no a little more. Now let's throw in this curveball. And now you got to negotiate, okay? And I think that it's not a terrible situation to be in because... With experience, and you know, when you are inconvenienced and something comes up that you don't like, we can actually take this as a learning opportunity. Because let's say that you're at work and one of your coworkers does a certain thing that you don't like. Let's say they, I don't know, they like go through your phone or something like that. And this is completely hypothetical. And they do something that bothers you. 
something you don't like, it pisses you off, and every time you work with them, they do it, you're just like, oh my god, I hate being here, like, I hate this person. You, this is a great opportunity for you to tell them, hey, don't fucking do that, please. That's warning number one. And I'm the type of person, and I think that, you know, when we have those situations, um, now we know what we don't want people to do. Now we're more on a little, a little bit of a defense mode, a little bit, where we know that when people do this thing, we are not going to accept that. So, and I do believe that comes from experience, and, like, I try not to be so hard on myself for the things that happened in the past, because, I mean, I'm still learning, like I told you guys, and I'm experiencing life, and I'm really getting to know what works for me and what does not work for me, what serves me and what does not serve me. And being a nanny for me has been very, like, I've learned so much from being a nanny. Part of why I like it is because, like I told you guys, like, I do set my own hours it also gives me the opportunity to negotiate a little bit. For example, I, and it's also taught me, it's taught me so much. Okay, where the fuck do I start? Because, like, I love experiencing new things and then just, like, learning from them. I don't like the parts where shit gets bad. I tend to be the person that, like, is generally really positive, not in, like, a toxic positive kind of way. But I do like having a positive outlook on things and when things don't go my way, saying like, okay, well, what did I learn from this experience, blah, 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 this airy-fairy shit. Anyway, now we're fast-tracking to my, you know, jobs I've had in the past, like, two months. Now we're fast-tracking to who Jessica 2.0 has been acting like. I had a situation come up recently where, you know, the thing with nannying is that generally you get paid, you know, I don't even like talking about that on here, but I had agreed to a certain amount of of pay, and this is a short-term job, so when I agree to a certain rate, I expect to be paid at that rate. So, with rising gas prices, gas in California is hitting, like, $7, you guys. I was working out in LA at this time, and gas was hitting $7. So, I'm like, fuck. I'm driving an hour every single day out to LA, and I'm wasting, like, so much money on gas every week that this is creating a cut in my pay. Not only that, but this family did something to save themselves some money on taxes. So they did this thing where I ended up getting a pay cut. And what I did was I just quit the job because and the people in my life kind of riled me up a little bit where they're like, no, that's ridiculous. Like, you need to quit that job or they need to pay you more, and I was so bad, you guys, like, I'm, like, embarrassed to say this on my podcast, because I, I don't like giving this energy, it's, like, small dick energy, in my opinion, but, like, I was afraid to ask for more money, I was afraid to ask for more money, 
even though I 100% deserve it, even though I preach all day long, like, uh, you know, get your bag, um, anyone else were in my situation, I would have completely given them advice that, like, I was not taking. So, I, and, and to be fair to myself, too, like, as I've, that situation had never happened to me before, and pay had never really been an issue versus, like, what I had already previously agreed to. So, that was a fairly new situation that I was going through, where I got a pay cut and, like, gas. I, I'm sure all of you know, if y'all are working a 9 to 5 and have to, like, commute a lot on top of taxes, like, fuck that. That is, like, gross to think about. It's, like, I would rather work from, I don't fucking know, like, sell clothes online again. I'm, I've been thinking about going back to my small business because it's just honestly way too much money taking out of, being taken out of my paycheck with taxes and gas. Fuck all of that. Honestly, it's, it's what comes with having a job and, and taxes are a thing you can't avoid, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, guys, I was like afraid to ask for more money. So I ended up quitting and I'm kind of grateful for that opportunity, though, because what I learned from that was that when I, before I even accept the job, that should be very clear, you know, that this is what I expect to make gross. For some of you that may not know, gross means, like, before taxes, this is what I'm expecting to make. So it did teach me a lot about, you know, negotiating my own salary, knowing what works for me in terms of commute and location. You know, I got to know LA a little bit better. Not that LA is like some glamorous thing because I don't want to make it seem that way. But in this episode, I think I'm really just trying to be honest about what I have been struggling with lately and in terms of, like, believing in myself, too, and that I'm worthy of setting boundaries, that I'm worthy even of making this podcast episode, because honestly, for the image of myself that I put out there, I don't think I give off that vibe of, you know, I'm too timid to negotiate better, to ask for a raise, and it's like, I don't want to be that on here, so let me just be fucking honest that I am learning and let me implement that into my life because I'm, that is my number one thing now to where it's like I'm, especially when there's money involved, it definitely stems from my own, you know, self, like limited, limiting beliefs that I have. I was actually talking about this with my therapist and what we concluded was that I need to be choosing myself and I really need to be in tune with my body and what my body is telling me. You know, if I'm tired, if I'm hungry, if and really just working on nurturing myself and my mental health and choosing that over anything else. But also I do believe that part of it comes from a little bit of money insecurity. And what I mean by that is that I, I'm, 
I'm Hispanic, right, guys, for any of you listening. So, I think that that has played a role in my ability to negotiate what I want to be paid and my ability to stand up to somebody that is an employer to me. And I think, I kind of don't want to talk about this, but I feel like it's so necessary to talk about uh, in, in, like, Hispanic and Latino culture where a lot of our parents uh, came here from another country, so they might be working under the table, they might have, like, job instability, they might have some job insecurity. So I definitely do believe that that is still a part of me, you know, growing up and and watching my parents struggle with money, uh, knowing that if they didn't go to work, then that we wouldn't have food on the table, that we wouldn't have a roof over our heads. Definitely going through my own insecurity in, in my childhood and just not having, like, at some points, food on the table or, or, like, knowing where I was going to sleep that night, that definite, I think it definitely comes from having that insecurity, you know? It's like if I stand up to my employer, they're going to fire me, they're going to hire someone else, I'm going to lose my job if I stand up for myself. And that is a huge insecurity, I think, that uh, I have as somebody that grew up as Hispanic, that is... Latina that has parents that struggled with money and saw that all around me of I grew up in a Latino neighborhood so everyone's kind of one in the same where they have similar jobs you know they're working paycheck to paycheck uh you know barely making ends meet California is an expensive place to live I, I save this for the end because it, it is a touchy thing that I don't really want to talk about, but I think it's so important to mention. And hopefully down the line, like, I will be more comfortable with this subject to where, because I do think that it, it is a relief for other people to hear me say that, you know, I might come off on here as, like, a boss ass bitch but I do have like these insecurities of I do have like that money insecurity and I'm gonna be fucking honest about it I'm working on it but like I'm gonna be really transparent with you guys like this is what I talk about in therapy um and it's very sobering in a way because I know that a lot of other people who are like me are gonna face the exact same problem and I want to be that voice that's like hey we can talk about this like we and if anyone else is Latina or Latino and they're listening to this you know all power to you is all I gotta say like we can negotiate our salaries like fucking bosses and what's the female version of bosses I don't I mean it's the same fucking thing but we can do it too, you know, like, we have it in us, like, we can stand up for ourselves as Latinos in this country, and I don't want to end it on any, like, weird shit, but it's true, it's true, and I think that, you know, I think there's so much power in what I'm saying right now, and I feel so good about 
this episode. For any of you that have listened to this all the way, thank you so much because this is definitely an episode I think that will hit a lot of people's hearts, especially me kind of opening up about how my ethnicity has really impacted my view of money because I think that also plays a part, you know, and I've heard other creators talk about how there's this one, I think her name's Bria Jones on YouTube. I was watching her video on financial abundance and she talks about how she talks about how because she's black, she didn't really grow up seeing a lot of successful or wealthy black people in her uh you know, in her her life works which is like the only person is I knew was like Oprah. You know, but there's only one Oprah. There no, there's not many of us. Uh, she she's African American, so she talks about how there's not really that representation there. So I want to be like that representation for Latinos that come from like low income neighborhoods and be like, hey, I fucking, I'm doing it. Like you can do it too. So that's my mission in all of that. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I'm really happy that I overcame that self-doubt. I overcame that fear um, of making this podcast episode today because, like I told you guys, I thought that because I'm not, like, I haven't been doing this for very long, I'm not competent enough in talking about how I say no left and right, you know, today moving forward, I'm going to promise you guys that I'm going to say no left and right to people when it doesn't feel good. I'm going to say no left and right when it doesn't feel aligned. And honestly, that's what I've been doing. Like, I'm not even going to act like I don't, don't do that at all. But thank you guys so much for listening all the way through. If you'd like to support the podcast, that link is going to be, I think it's on my anchor I don't know. It's somewhere. I'll try to link it down below, but if you want to support the podcast, that link will be found down below for you guys. Uh, That goes into, like, marketing, design, equipment. I want to get a baby mic so that I can have guests on the show, so I'm looking forward to that. Thank you guys so much for listening all the way through. Make sure to follow me on Instagram. That's going to be tagged below as well. Share this on Instagram. What's stopping you from doing that? Anyway, send this to a people pleaser and have a great day. Bye. That was so aggressive. I want to be nicer to you guys. Bye. I'm going to go with that. I think that's good enough. Should I try it again? Bye. Bye. I think that's better. Bye.